service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! The new season is only four days old and already we are two hours, 35 minutes away from a Champions League qualifier. The team that went all the way to the Europa League final just two and a half months ago, Rangers, are in Belgium for the match with Union San Galois. Union SG, I think we're going to call it. Craig Moore, have we agreed? Yep, that's definitely uh, the easiest one for me, Paul. I'll be going for that. They travelled yesterday, as we told you, without uh, Ryan Kent and John Suter, but they've got options, including Ben Davies is there. And I'm going to ask Craig in a moment or two how he thinks Rangers will line up. And the winner over two legs are going to play Monaco or PSV Eindhoven. Tasty names, John Hartson, aren't they? Yeah, they are. But I think if you have aspirations of getting into the, the Champions League group stages, these are the type of teams you're going to have to beat. Uh, you know, so you, you would expect them to beat Union SG, uh, the Belgium team, finished second last season in the Belgium League. Uh, behind Club Rouge so there'll be a test tonight Paul um, and obviously in the second leg Rangers have the they have that added advantage like they had in the Europa League where they did fantastically well got to the final that they took a lot of teams back to Ibrox and they were they were so confident with the crowd behind them and in the atmosphere and everything else so yeah you know uh, I think Celtic have come unstuck in the last five years in terms of trying to get into the Champions League the carrot was there for them to win the league last year but this year, Rangers have a little bit of work to do before they can potentially join Celtic in the Champions League. And that would be amazing, wouldn't it, to have it Celtic would. I and think Rangers? It would be great. Um, ah. Don't get me wrong, I think if Rangers can go into these games with the same attitude, that momentum they took from getting to the Europa League um, final last season, um, you know, I think they should be okay. But uh, we know mm. PSV and Monaco, they're strong teams. Rangers fans, what do you think about tonight? How are you feeling? about? You probably don't want to think about Monaco or PSV because Union SG, there are no pushovers. Yeah, they're absolutely spot on there, Paul. They're, they're no pushovers. I mean, they finished second in the season. Like, you know, And that was they were pipped at the post by Club Bruges. It's the strangest system in Belgium. It's the only place, I think, in Europe where the winners of the league, they stop it and then the top... And then there's a playoff. They all play each other there, again, there's twice. A, there's a kind of yeah. playoff. So look, they ended up uh, being pipped by, by Club Bruges. This is a team that beat Anderlecht four times last season. They were also just promoted the year before from the, the second league. And they'd actually been out of the top flight, believe it or not, for 40 years. It's actually an incredible story when, wow. you, when you delve into to this club. Uh, the new ownership that, that, that took place, uh, I think it was a couple of Englishmen, Tony Bloom being one of them, who is a part owner, I believe, of Brighton. Brighton. And they've done amazing things at Unbelievable. Brighton. Unbelievable. Yeah. So this, um, this is going to be a big test. Uh, but I think John touched on it from the very beginning. Uh, and what Rangers have been so good at in, in European football is being able to take that that game back to Ibrox yep. that is the situation that you know can happen tonight yes a full game will be played but we know it's half time in terms of that progression and I think that's important for Rangers to be able to take that, that final game uh, back at Ibrox 
Rangers, do you believe they're going to get to the Champions League proper? And we're going to have both of them yeah. uh, in look, the tournament. It, it, it's it's a tough test. You know, I mean, again, this this first uh, qualifier is, is certainly not going to be easy, but I do feel as if Rangers can shade it and go through over the, the two legs, Paul. And then you go into the games against PSV and Monaco, who they'll also consider themselves as Champions League uh, teams uh, that should be there. But I think that's the type of game that will probably suit Rangers as well. You know, you go in, you're knowing that you're playing against a team that has that Champions League potential profile. You can't underestimate anybody for sure. Uh, but I, I think coming up against those type of teams is probably going to be beneficial. Are we going to see Ben Davies tonight? He's in the squad. He's yeah. there. It's four yeah. million from Liverpool. Yep. I, I, I don't think he'll start, my personal opinion. Too soon. Um, it's a big one to come in from the very beginning, but at the same time, when you're spending four million pounds on a player, you're expecting that he's a big player and can do a job for you. Uh, I just don't feel as if he'll be thrown straight in. Uh, but again, that's just my opinion, Paul. John, it was somebody we didn't know much about this time last year when Rangers played Malmo, the man on loan, Antonio Cholak, now at Rangers. This could be a big week for him away and next Tuesday night at Ibrox. Yeah, well, he's come in and he's, he needs to hit the ground running, don't he? You know, he needs goals. Um, came close, didn't he, at the weekend? Yeah, he that, came very yeah. close. Listen, that, <laughs> Many that, say it should that, have been. That was yeah. maybe one for VAR. Yeah, yeah. And my favourite talking point, Paul. Sure. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, listen, it's one of those where it, it actually, you know, it, it just got ruled out. But on another day, Rangers could have got away with that one and, and it could have been given. Um, but no, he looks a good player. And... Uh, Obviously, Morelos, you know, not not quite being able to start you know, games at the minute. How um, big is that for Rangers, John? Do you think um, Morelos staying, which almost certainly is, how big is that for Rangers? Well, it's huge. They, you know, there's still there's still a month in the in the transfer window yet. What is it? Is it August the 29th? Yep. I think? Thirty days, five hours, fifty-two yeah. minutes. So thank you. <laughs> there, there is plenty of of time yet. You know, I don't know what Morelos is thinking himself. Um, is he fancying a move? You know, uh, you know, you, you've now got other players there. Brought in Lawrence Matondo. You know, we know Scott Wright can play up there. Um, He's staying, John. He is going to stay. Definitely stay. Well, well, it's a month. It's there's, never there's, there's a month to yeah. go. So listen, from if you're a Rangers man and you want from a Rangers point of view, you want him to stay because he's a very good player. Yeah, no, and I, Ryan Kent. We know he's missing tonight, yeah. but that's the word that he's going to stay as well for Rangers. Yeah, and look, I mean, for me, uh, like I said, Ryan Kent, um, look, I thought if any player potentially was going to leave that Ryan Kent might have been that player, uh, if I'm honest. I've always felt that Morelos is going to stay. Um, you know, again, he's sort of like, he, he's had that injury. I've no doubt he'll, he'll come back and and be fighting fit and, and banging a lot of goals again this season for Rangers. And I just felt as if it made more sense um, to get him on a longer term deal uh, because financially then Rangers are protected and they'll get their, their money that they'll chase maybe a year, 18 months down the line. Ryan Kent, though, Paul, for me, is an interesting one because we know the talent he has. I mean, you look at the away game last season, uh, the Europa League against Dortmund. Incredible. I think the thing for, for him, though, is he's probably not found that that consistency um, because, again, if, he, if he'd found that consistency, he'd already be down the premiership now. Someone would have spent the money. Is he not what he was two years ago, do you think, when Leeds really wanted him? Do you think he's just shaded a bit, but he could come back? Yeah, no, I don't think... That, sometimes just the way the way games pan out, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe confidence, uh, maybe not feeling with 100% within yourself. Not down his talent, like I said, for me on his day, he's, he's, he's a, an explosive player. He's someone that can make things happen. He can score, he can assist. He just hasn't knocked out the consistent, consistency mm -hmm. and he'll know that himself. I think Rangers are a better team when Ryan Kent is in the starting lineup. 
I really do. And, and the one thing I would do if if I was in that team, I'd keep giving him the ball, keep giving Ryan Kent the ball because he can give you know fullbacks nightmares. He can run at them. He can drop. He can drop the shoulder inside. He can go around the outside. Um, he's he can shoot from the edge of the box. He's got good, really good technical ability. He's got pace. And the one thing I think what Ryan Kent tend does when he's on his game. He always wants to make something happen, Paul. He's not just happy just to pass it off. He's always looking to go forward and be positive, you know, in, in that in that Rangers team. So for me, um, if if Rangers are going to be strong on all fronts this season, you certainly need a Ryan Kent in your side because I think he's that good. What do you think? 0808 17 17 700 and we're on the socials at Go Football Show. Paul Cooney, Craig Moore, and John Hartson, Craig Moore will speak about Henrik Larson's comments about you. We talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. And John, we're going to talk about the entertainer. You were talking about him today, Jota. And he scored that wonder goal. It was Hartson-esque, wasn't it? The goal at the weekend. <laughs> I saw that today. <laughs> cool. no, skip by, skip by the players. We're the 30-yard run to get on the ball, maybe. Yeah. That's, what they, that's what they said in the sun today. That's how we they described it. Cream. Exactly. Yeah. John, yeah. Where, were, where were you 21 years ago today? Oh. Craig Moore I've not got a clue what yeah, about you I was flying about somewhere in Glasgow <laughs> so was this man here John yeah, 26 years of age Paul 47 now yeah. um, you know where where do the years go it's incredible really isn't it you've got tell everyone what happened you signed for Celtic I signed for Celtic 21 years ago yep. today today um, yep. today mate yeah who so, was there um, where, where was it what happened well, what happened was, was yeah. obviously I I flown up and um, it was the same day as uh, Celtic played Ryan, uh, uh, in Ryan Giggs's testimonial mm-hmm. at Old Trafford, wow. yeah. um, and I can remember sitting in the number one Devonshire Garden Gardens mm-hmm. watching that game. Fine hotel, others and, aren't available. Yeah. I, I, I'm thinking to myself, how on earth are we going to get into this team? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I come from Coventry, sure. yeah. uh, Gordon Strachan had played a big role in uh, yeah. trying to get me up to sign for Celtic, and. Um, I had to wait a couple of days, obviously, for the players to come back and get back into training. But no, it was fantastic. It was a huge, huge moment in my life coming to play for Celtic. And then having a glorious five years with the club, played in a fantastic team. You know, the history is all there. Um, You know, so for me, you know, I got a lot of goals. Uh, I played in a magnificent side and... You know, it's a very special club, and uh, you know I'm very honoured and privileged to have uh, to have won the hoops. You know, over the years, so there's some fantastic players that have done that. And I've got to know you now. Obviously, we watched you and I watched you, Craig. Um, but Celtic's in your heart, isn't it? You know, you were at Arsenal. You were proud of it. West Ham, United, Coventry, Luton. You know where where it was early on for you. But you really do care about Celtic, and it, it's there. You well, made think, a big impression. I think with Celtic, I think you know you you look at other players that you know when when Chris Sutton was coming through at Norwich. I'm I'm not too sure if he ever dreamt of playing for Celtic. Um, did did Jagat ever dream of? You know, you can have dreams, but. For me, it was a case of uh, when I was at Arsenal, Luton, you never think these massive moments in your life are going to come. You know, you can maybe, you know, think, well, I hope they do. So I think what happens when you when you sign for a club like Celtic or Rangers, they're global clubs. And the fans, if the, if you have a good time in, in at the club, 
the fans take to you. So it's when you're at the club, you take to the club then. That's when you become part of the family. That's when you really get it. The size of, of for me, of Celtic Football Club, the genuine um, support that I received, not through just on the pitch, when I when I was going through my cancer battle. Mm-hmm. You know, some yeah. of the you know, some of the letters and, and, and the flowers and the messages from, from supporters. Um you know, it, it meant the world to me, do you know? So I think then, I think when I when I left, you know, when you eventually leave, you realise that you've left a giant, you know, and it's very hard to replace that. It is. It's, it's, it's spot on because, I'm, I mean, again, I, I trialled briefly not, in, around about the same time that John was at Arsenal. And at that stage, at that stage, if you, you would tell me that I would end up playing at, at Glasgow Rangers, knew the size of the club, knew the following worldwide. Uh, I mean, I don't even think you would have thought that um, at that time, John, in terms of how big, uh, because you just weren't involved in that. I think, personally, I can speak on my behalf, it was a relationship that, that obviously grew over time because I was at the club for 12 years and, and you have that success um, and, and you're accepted by the football club. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, the, the spin-offs in terms of, you know, now what, what happens after playing and all that sort of stuff, John's got a love for Celtic. I've got a love for Rangers. There's n- there's nothing uh, there's nothing bad about that. It's wonderful. You know, that's the way it it, is. you know you, yeah. you, you've had great experiences at a football club. But again, Paul, when people kind of dig a little bit deeper into, into myself, living in Australia and all that yeah. sort of stuff, I didn't know a lot about the football club, yeah. and I'm not embarrassed to say that. But I tell you what, I know a lot about it now, yeah. and I was very lucky to experience some. Amazing years. And we know about you, Craig, as well. You did two spells at at Rangers. Barry always said you were in his top 11. You would be of uh, colleagues and Rangers players. And Henrik Larsson doesn't get much better than that. I know he said it before, but he was quoted 10 days ago as the toughest opponent. You would kick him over the park Uh, at times. You give it verbals all the way. But he said, in fairness, um, you never complained. And he said... You took a few knocks from him, and you didn't complain. So there's obviously a respect. Yeah, it took plenty. I mean, look, again, you, you kind of, I guess, when you hear those kind of comments from uh, such a fantastic player like Henrik Larsson, uh, yeah, you have a little smile. It's nice to be respected, I guess, for what you've done as a, as a footballer. We enjoyed uh, some fantastic tussles. You know, some days maybe I come out on top, Paul, and there was other days where where certainly Henrik come out on, on, on top. But uh, I think. Uh, you know, for me, the way I went about my game is is you, you compete as best as you possibly can. Um, and once the game is done, it's done. Uh, you shake hands and, and you kind of move on. But at the same time, if you're going to if you're going to kick people, don't complain when you get kicked. Yeah. Uh, and I think the big man was exactly like that was as well. Because yeah. we, we had a, we had a few ding dongs and not mm-hmm. a word was was ever said. John, would that be true? You agree? Is that how you remember it? The ding dongs with Craig? Well, back back then it was what we're talking twenty years ago now, <laughs> two thousand and one. Yeah. You know, just over twenty years ago, and there were certain things, there were certain tackles, there were certain you know roughing players up and. Um, you know, using using your physicality yeah. to get the better of the opposition. Craig did that very well. I did that yeah. well. That's why I got the moves that I made mm-hmm. because of my physicality. Because I could hold players off and bring the team up the pitch and be that focal point. That's why I had the career that I had. I didn't get bored because I run the channels. Yeah. I didn't get bored because I was like a jotter yeah. and I could take six <laughs> players on. And so I couldn't do that. Yeah. But what I used my physicality. So in today's game, Paul. You know, potentially I would have to change my game because sure. you can't get away with a lot now. No. You know, all of a sudden you 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 shove a player, you bump into it's a foul. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, almost the physicality mm-hmm. now is almost being taken out of the game. Yeah. 
You know, not not because of the referees, not because of what the head of the referees. This is how they won the game played. Yeah. You know, so you got to be very very careful now with what when you're challenging as well because. You know, the 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 they're handing out yellow cards like confetti like, these days. It's like confetti, isn't yeah. it? But it'll well, change again in terms of yeah. you, you're talking about more the style as well because the 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 attacking teams now you see them they've got one that, that plays through the middle off shoulders. You've got two sort of like wingers that potentially they come inside. Yeah. But John, we'll go back to the day where we'll see two centre forwards again. Yeah, do you, do you reckon? Yeah, of course. Good football's yeah. it, it, it's Love always it evolving, yeah. always changing. Sure, yeah, and that could help for Rangers with Cholak and Morelos together. And at Celtic, could you have Kyogo uh, alongside Gikamakis, or will it take a bit longer before it changes? Before uh, we no, see no, two it, up front, yeah, yeah. it probably take a, a bit of time. But top players can adapt. Mm-hmm. Celtic have been paying tribute today and Celtic fans to one of their greats as well, John Yogi Hughes. He yeah. played from 59 to 71. He scored 189 goals in 416 games. He just missed out in the European Cup final in 67 because of injury. It, late in the season, so he missed out, but he got a medal because he'd helped to take Celtic there. And then he got to the European Cup final three years later against Feyenoord and Celtic didn't win. But John, you'd see the footage of uh, Big Yogi. Yeah, feed, been, feed the bear against Leeds United. <laughs> I've I been mean, watching it all day, Paul. I've been watching phenomenal. all the archives, yeah. you know, on social media and 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 a lot of the supporters, um, you know, the elderly supporters, if you like, that were that were old enough to watch him play. So, you know, there's young fans yes. as well coming on and saying more more recent fans, but you know, you look at the the guys who were very fortunate to watch the Lisbon Lions play every week under Jock Steen, to watch that European Cup win in 1967, you know, and 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 uh, John Yogi Hughes, what a player! Them 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 numbers as well, 189 in 400 odd games. That's, that's freakish. Um, but you know, some of the tributes today were were very very special. You know, not just to John, but his family, his family as well. Course, so, yeah. uh, no, you know, it'd be a sad loss to the Celtic family. You know, rest in peace, big John. And you would have met him over the years. Oh, you know, at, met them all. I'd be very privileged yeah, to have met the yeah. Lisbon Lions. Yeah, it's, it's sad to see them go. Obviously, no, it is, we, yeah. like I said, unfortunately, the, it's been a it's been a tough twelve to, to eighteen yeah. months in yeah. terms of the the big characters that we've lost in the in the Scottish game that have had huge contributions. You know, you touch on Paul twelve years, uh, over four hundred appearances, mm. one hundred eighty odd goals, incredible. Um, you know, and he was at Crystal Palace. He was at one Crystal of your old clubs as well. well. And I, be- yeah, I believe, respects. you know, yeah. just at the very, very end there as well, he, he was he was watching the Celtic v Aberdeen game. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so he's yeah. kind of heard the, yeah. the 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 stuff the in the stadium that you never walk uh, yeah, alone and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, look, brilliant. I mean, it's never nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, hopefully the family and love and condolences go to all. We're going to take a quick break and then we're back. We'll have the Rangers uh, team news. I would think in the second hour of the program, we're going to take some of your calls after the break 0808 17 17 700 and we're not happy with either of you because you're off to the World Cup and we're not but because obviously Australia and Wales are going to be there um, but we're going to hear from the chief exec of the World Cup Nasser Al-Qatar later in the programme The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, go Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney. Delighted to be here every night between Monday and Friday, 5 to 7. We're on ahead of uh, anyone else. We're uh, And thanks to everyone. The, the download's way over 2 million, Craig. So thank you for everyone making the switch. Ah, brilliant. It's been a, an absolute uh, joy to be on the show. Brilliant. Okay. 
pity the fans are not saying that, Craig. But right, well, only, only, only two million of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Leicester have rejected the second bid from Newcastle for midfielder James Madison. Madison. Mm. And the worry is that uh, there could be an interest in Matt O'Reilly if he was to go. But Newcastle, uh, it's been rejected. Well, Leicester I think, say I think no. Celtic might look yeah. at it if it was fifty million. Is he any better than O'Reilly, Madison? What do you think, John? Listen, what what what's a different? O'Reilly does fantastic things on the ball. Madison's had a little bit more experience in the Premier League, um, but Madison, let's not forget, he's improved massively since he was up at Aberdeen a few years back, and all of a sudden he goes to Leicester Premier League. Does that then make them worth ten times what a player that is playing in the Scottish Premiership worth? I think every Celtic fan and every football fan would hate to see him go. He's only 21. Not not to say that, no, I'm I'm saying anything. Absolutely, O'Reilly is massive to Ange Postacoglu and then the Celtic team's plans going forward and on four fronts this season, the four trophies that Celtic will compete for. Um, But I'm just saying, I'm making a point. Is Madison, if O'Reilly's four or five million, what what makes Madison 50 million more going up? Great and it will go up. Mm. will go up. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and the, on the back of that, Paul, it's only because it's Newcastle. Mm. I believe that everybody knows now that Newcastle got serious, serious amounts of money. So you know, and and potentially they might well pay more than fifty. Yeah. Okay, Reagan, what do you think? First time you've been on this season. Welcome back to the show. Good evening, Reagan. What do you think of this? Uh, are you worried uh, that uh, there could be you could lose Matt O'Reilly? Oh, it's good to be back on the show again. Uh, thanks for having me Thank on. Thank you. Great to hear uh, you. Hi, Regan. Hey, John, how you doing? Good, um, mate. No, I, th- I think that uh, Matt O'Reilly will definitely go to Leicester if oh. Leicester come in. I think it's uh, a great move for him and it probably makes great sense for Celtic to, to move him on uh, six months in. But I just... I'd, I think he, like John said there and Mark said last night, I, I think he's set, set to have a great season under Ange Postecoglou. But yeah. I think if you're the Celtic, I think if you're the Celtic board, he's only been there for six months. I think we tried to get as much money as possible. What well, what is that, Reagan? What what is then? What what you looking at? A figure? What 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 would Celtic be? What would they accept? What would they be happy with? I'd be very very disappointed to see him go after a short time at at Celtic. But if Celtic are going to let him go, they I I feel Leicester well, have got to come and play. They've got to come and pay top dollar. 12 million quid John 12 well you, you look at Madison 50 O'Reilly 12 so when you compare it's like but I that, know that Madison happens though. That, ha- that happens though big man because is it because they're going to be got more money yeah, of course but Celtic don't need to take the money and there's Champions League football there I agree with you John mm. the, 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 Reagan the chance t- he'll be playing in the Champions League he's not going to get that yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying pay fifty billion pounds for him. Yeah. You're, looking at, you're looking at eighteen or twenty. Twenty. Well, last Absolutely. night Barry might have a buyout and for Mark five. Said twenty. O'Reilly might have diff- a buyout for five. Who knows? Paul, Matt O'Reilly is different class now. Mm. He's going to get better. His Greg, weight, his weight, no, and no. pass and his balance. I agree. He's a wonderful his pl- player. His play at the weekend was. I think five star. If, if 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 I'm Celtic and I and I'm a Celtic supporter and all sort of stuff, you'd be desperate to to keep him. He's he's 21. Yeah. He's he's 21. Um, his best football is still ahead of him. Yeah. He's still at a great age where at whatever moment Celtic want to cash in, they'll be able to cash in. Keep him. I remember a couple of years ago we had this conversation when Brendan Rodgers left for Leicester. Mm-hmm. Is yep. he going to come back in for uh, Callum McGregor? Yep. 
for Callum McGregor. You know, he, he stays around at Celtic. He's now captain. He's now pivotal to the to the team. You know, his captaincy, his leadership, his leadership in that team, and. Celtic can just brush this one away I'm sure in another two or three years that 20 million will still be there for players like Matt O'Reilly and a lot will come down to the to the lad as well mm. he looks really happy he's in the team he looks as if he's really enjoying his football and as you said Paul he's got Champions League of course there's no Champions League at, at Leicester this season no. I mean, there might be in time, but not at the moment. There would be, what, what a chance for him. Reagan, are you changing your mind now? I, I thought, I mean, the great thing is you can say what you think and you did there, but um, it would be too early, surely, for him to go. I think it would be too early, but I don't. But, Paul, every single season that we've seen Celtic, they always sell a player. So I'm thinking Matt O'Reilly's probably yeah. the asset that probably to sell. But the balance sheet, they don't need to. They've got 35 million yeah. coming in. You know, now soon for the Champions League position. Um, yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they need to, Reagan. Yeah. I don't think they need to, and I think unless a stupid number come in, mm-hmm. then then what's a stupid number? Would you yeah, say again? You're talking. You're talking fifteen, twenty million. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, like that's the market kind of sets itself when you start to see players, you know, move, move and what sort of stuff, and you, then you have that price. Otherwise, he, he doesn't go. I, I don't see how he'll be leaving Celtic. I mean, the other day people were saying you can see why Tom Rogic um, moved on because Matt O'Reilly. Yeah. But if O'Reilly was to go, would you yeah. be on the blow to Tommy Rogic? He's not got a club yet, has he? No. You know, I mean, it is. They were, they were, they were. There's no coming back. There's no coming back. No. From no. Okay, Reagan, what were you coming on to say tonight? I wanted to ask uh, join a question because. I know Celtic are quite um, quite a big squad, but I'm thinking they possibly need another striker. Because for me, I know Kyogo is great and Jack and Marcus is great, but I think if you look at the poll, um, Jack and Marcus was injured quite a lot last year, mm-hmm. same with Kyogo. And I think, especially when they're playing Champions League, John knows there's a lot of mm-hmm. football to be played. And I think what they've got uh, is a. a, a, a the Argenti from yeah. West Ham, but yeah. I mean he's still, I mean, he's still getting paid by the club, but he's yeah, not going to be sure. used by Ange. No, no Argenti won't feature no. um, you know, unless the other three. I'm talking Maeda, Giacomacchus, Kyogo. Mm. Are obviously struggling with injury. Um, John, what do you think? Because you were part of that, you know, Hartson, Sutton, yeah. Larson. The, the problem you have though um, is having too many, and then you know you can only play. Um, I, I yeah. think the way that Celtic dealt with Kyogo being missing last season, Giacomacchus come in and really stepped up, really scored goals, and all of a sudden then people not not forgot about Kyogo, but because Giacomacchus was doing so well, he was a he was he was physical, he scored a lot of goals, all ranges of goals as well. He showed his his athleticism. He scored overhead kicks. Yeah. He was scoring <laughs> tap-ins, yeah. uh, last-minute goals. You know, hat tricks. And he was fantastic at the back of last season, Giacomacchus. But Kyogo is the one, I think, that Ange likes to go with. Um, he's going to have to use both at stages of the season, of course, because of the amount of work. And Celtic, a lot of players generally in the last 10, 15 minutes, they put so much into it yeah. that they, they need fresh legs on because they tire. Because the, this yeah. this system that Ange plays, yeah, you know, it's 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 closing down, Craig. It's, yeah. it's always. I just think that Kyogo, sorry, John, Kyogo oh. at Parkhead mm. is always going to be the main one that's looking to start because of the yeah. space um, and because of his speed and yeah. the, and the way that he's always off shoulders and all that sort of stuff. I, I think it's perfectly suited. They're going to, need, yeah, they're going to use yeah. both. Mm. Jack, Jack and Marcus more away because more physical. Yeah, plenty of games, but do they need a third? Yeah. 
Or is it Maeda for you? Maeda yeah, can play I mean, down yeah, the middle. Yeah, can play through the middle as well. And, and the thing is, as well, if if you go in for a striker, the, the, the centre forwards cost cost the most money, don't they? Yep. <laughs> they they're the ones who who win your games. Yeah, you know, yep. they get your goals. So who would you go and get now? Um, well, Regan, well, who do you fancy? Uh, Paul, I heard you and Peter Grant were talking a few weeks ago about uh, Jordan Larson. Jordan Larson's a free transfer. Surely you would go and say to Jordan Larson, Celtic fans would love you. It's, it makes obvious sense. And I think you say to him, look, Kyogo is the main man, but you'll well, that there's going to be a lot of football to be played here. That's a great shot. Let's give it straight to John Hartson. You've got his well, number there. <laughs> Come on, let's phone him. I, 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 listen, phone him live. Go radio. The one thing Ange has to do there is just ring his dad. You know, yeah. and say, how's he doing? Um, w- would he be a good signing for us? Is he at this level at this moment in time in his career? Is he is he uh, capable of stepping into the Champions mm-hmm. League? Can he play along with, you know, can he mix it with Kyogo, Giacomakis, Maeda? Or it could be one that you, you blood through. Um Celtic could do that. I think the fans would absolutely, they'd have opinions on it. Is it that sentimental thing with Henrik being such a wonderful player and a complete legend, the king, yeah. you know, the king of kings? So that would be a question. But all, all Andrew would have to do on that one is ring his dad. And I played with his dad. He's one of the most honest, um, humble people. And he would give you an exact answer of where Jordan Larson is right now. He would want to play. He would want to play. Yeah. He, you know, he's coming. What are you talking about from Russia? It was a C- CSKA. Yeah, he's last. He's twenty five. He's he's coming. He's at a stage of his career where he wants to be starting football matches. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a nice story yeah. uh, in yeah. terms of the link. Yeah, but no chance for me. Reagan, before you go, we want to ask you about Jota, the entertainer, as John Hartson called him today in the paper. Here's the manager speaking about the the guy who scored the second goal, a wonder goal on Sunday. Yeah, good goal. Uh, you know, he's obviously got that in his locker where he's, you know, he can take people on. And, um, yeah, again, he's one of the ones. I thought he started brightly, but then I thought, you know, he was probably one of the main culprits as to and while we fell away a bit uh, just before half time, just been wasteful in possession. And, uh, you know, I've said to all the boys that, you know, you, you can have lofty ambitions, but ultimately you've got to be at your best all the time. You know, uh, you can't be at 90, 95% and uh, you know achieve what we want to achieve. So, um, but as I said, they addressed that in the second half, and I thought he was particularly better in the second half. John, what did you think? A bit wasteful in possession. He's yeah. relentless, the manager. He never stops. Well, what, what, what the point he's trying to make there, Paul, is that is that one nil. Um, uh, Jota didn't get the second goal till the seventy-six minute, and when it was one nil, the opposition still fielded in the game, yeah. and I think what would worry managers is. A Celtic player given a, a silly free kick away uh, in and around the box, a corner, and then the opposition who haven't been in the game, you've mm-hmm. totally controlled the game, you control possession, and you fluffed several chances. What are you saying is you've got to start putting teams to bed. You know, you, you have got yeah. to start getting 2 0 up, 3 0 up, and then all of a sudden the players then can relax a little bit. They can be, you know, because then the game is done. You're not yeah. coming back from that. But at 1 0, the opposition well, still feels. Well, they did have a chance. They, Johnny, a chance. Hayes. Yeah. Johnny Hayes had a chance at 1 0. And exactly. on the back of Celtic's domination. Worse, there's nothing worse for a manager than being 1 0 up and being pegged back right at the end, 91st minute, through a lousy corner, which is a deflection, and you should be sure. for, you should yeah. be completely out of sight. So I totally agree what, what the Ange wants. He wants the team to be more clinical. When you get one, get two, go and get three, 
and then we can step off slightly. Can I ask you about a player that um, you know he's got opposition this year with Burnaby coming in? But Greg Taylor was he not outstanding on Sunday? He's done very well. I thought he finished the season <laughs> uh, last season uh, really, yep. really good. I think his engine is good up and down that left hand side. And it's almost when another player comes in, Craig, and you're thinking, you know, oh, hold but, on a minute. But it now, there, there, there's competition a now. And then you all of a sudden step up your game yeah. as well. Um, that seems to have happened to, to Taylor. Um, the one thing I've always said about Greg Taylor, he gets into so many good positions. Mm-hmm. His endeavour is brilliant. He wants to get forward. He's got the fitness levels to get up and down. But the, just that final ball, I'd have him out every day on the training ground, bag of balls, 30, 40 balls, miss that miss that near post, work with him, get him to work on his final ball. That's that's what that's what coaching is. Craig, would you buy that? Yeah, no, look, I, I agree in, in, in regards to the moment you have competition for places, the, the, the better players, they rise, they rise to that. And Taylor's, he's done exactly that because he knows he's got someone... Uh, chomping away at his heels and if he doesn't perform he's out who and you, put, know, you don't want to give that jersey away sure. who put the most pressure on you at Ibrox <laughs> don't see everybody I'll tell you no, at the time I was kind of playing um, David Murray went and signed Colin Hendry of course yeah uh, so, yeah, yeah so I mean it wasn't a small you know in terms of profile sure. and, uh, so all Scotland of a sudden captain. Scotland yeah. captain uh, Colin Hendry come, come to the football club and I mean, I was still young. Mm. Um, certainly kept me honest. There's no doubt about mm. that. Uh, but I, I've always believed, and again, successful clubs, that they, they thrive off it. Competition for places. That brings success. That brings you trophies. Mm. And it brought out your best football, didn't it? Around that time. Mate, well, you're playing for your life. Uh, yeah. You're playing yeah. for your life. Reagan, final thoughts from you on Celtic, on Greg Taylor or whatever. What's your feeling after day one? It's up in a very good place, Paul. I've got one more question for Craig. What are you thinking about the new Australian and the Celtic squad? Do you think they'll be a player or do you think he's... Aaron, yeah, Aaron Moy. Well, he's yeah. desperate to. He came on, of course, as you know, Regan. You say, yeah, sorry, yeah. I, mean, I missed the start of the question. Aaron just Moy. Say, yeah, Aaron Moy. In terms see much of, of what would he be like? I'll Craig, tell you what, you'll, see, right? you'll see plenty of him. Aaron mm. Moy is a top player. He's a top player. The only thing that's held Aaron Moy back from going to, in my opinion, top six premiership club in his career has been. Um, his speed, yeah, he's he's got one pace, but he can run all day. Um, he can repeat efforts. He's durable. His delivery, his crosses, his execution of passing, his goals. He he will be a big big player for for Celtic. Really? And any, anybody yeah. to anybody saying that this is mm-hmm. a player that had no fitness going into World Cup qualifier for Australia that went ninety minutes against Peru, Oof. and by the way, Didn't he was one of the stronger players. Wow, he's a player. That's a great insight. That's a great insight. Reagan, we'll find out shortly who Craig is going for because Craig, we've not seen you on the programme. And uh, last week, John, you were on with Rob and Kenny Miller, and you took us round the houses for nearly two hours. And eventually, you said it's going to be Celtic for you for the title. Well, yeah. Kenny said he thought it might be Rangers. Indeed. I think, I think yeah. Craig will probably think Rangers. <laughs> Barry would think it's Rangers. Yeah. Um, for myself, I think it'll be a, a really good race, Paul. I think the there's a good challenge. It's a really good tight league yeah. this year. They both started with with wins, um, and I really do felt. I I said I feel at this moment in time, it's a toss of a coin. Um, I think September the third will tell us a lot and give us a little bit of a gauge as to where mm. how both teams have started after four or five games when we come to that first game mm. uh, at Celtic Park between the two. Um, and as I said, I, I I think Celtic will will pip 
Rangers to the title, but um, you know it, it won't be a foregone conclusion. Yeah, it's going to be some yeah. season, isn't it? And Regan, you've been enjoying Sunday, the the flag unfurled by Callum McGregor, but that was then. It's now about this season, isn't it? Oh, definitely, it's Paul, and just finally for me, I think Celtic will win the league by two points. That's how close I think it's going to be. Ten points. Yeah. It's two points. Two points. Oh, two. Sorry. Two. Yeah. Wow. Two yeah. points. Two points. Right, yeah. yeah two, two points. points. My goodness. I'll tell you what, you would take that win you all the way. <laughs> Craig, I would imagine. You know, Rangers fans will be saying that. It, it yeah, they'll be excited if it goes brilliant. to two points. Yeah. And we will be there all the way and go ready. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. Chris will be back with the traffic and travel in the next hour. Crofty and Grado at breakfast tomorrow when you wake up. And this morning, Craig, they were talking about Union SG and how it would be pronounced. I think we reckon it's Union San Joie. I'm going to go, like I says, <laughs> I'm certainly not going to argue with yeah. you and I'm going with a Union SG. Um, but That's an easier. interesting test, an interesting test all the same for Rangers tonight. Sure is. We're going to ask you in a moment or two how you think Rangers will line up. We should know in the next hour. Remember, it's... Uh, 7.45 kickoff. It's on Premier Sports tonight as well. So, yep, that's where it's going to be. But we'll have Jokal Day in one ear and watch the Rangers game in the other. And let's hear from GVB speaking about Champions League and his ambitions. I, I played many times in Champions League. Final I coached uh, in Champions League. So I know the competition is, is very tough. In one of the strongest, uh, maybe the strongest uh, club competition in the world. So to be involved in that competition would be, uh, would be you know, fantastic for us. You know, we have four games to uh, realize that. You know, tomorrow's the first game out of, out of two. Yeah, you know, it's a big opportunity for us. We do our best and uh, try everything to uh, overcome uh, first union. And then after, uh, you know, we see we have to play. So two guys with huge European experience with us, John Hartson, former Celtic and former Rangers favourite, Craig Moore. Craig, what do you think is going to be the lineup for Rangers tonight then? First of all, the keeper, Al McGregor was on the bench mm-hmm. at the weekend. So is it John McLaughlin? Is he the number one? I'm going to go for McGregor. Right, okay. Um I just think that that, that position, uh, maybe from competition to competition, will, will change this mm-hmm. season. And we know McGregor makes fantastic saves um, and is a huge presence. This is a game where I think that will be needed. So I believe that he'll come in goals. Uh, I've gone for Tavernier as um, as right back, obviously, and captain. Goldson, Lundstrom at the back ah, uh, beside yep. him. And I've gone for, for Barisic. I've gone for a midfield three of... Um, Jack, who was rested uh, against Livingston, but mm-hmm. artificial surface, remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamara, I've got Lawrence in there as the attacking midfielder that can kind of drift. I've got Wright up top with Cholak through the middle. And I've gone for Sakala. R- really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've huh? gone for Sakala. Yeah. Um, away from home, yeah. pace. Yeah. Being able to try and get him behind, I think, is important. Um, you know, the control of the game, when you have those moments, this is, the pace is, is very, very dangerous. Probably be a couple a couple off at Paul, but that's my starting mm-hmm. 11. John? Pretty similar, really. Yeah. I, 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 I might be wrong. Craig might have a little bit of an inside information. I don't know. He will. Oh, but, I don't, um, I don't. No, I, th- I think John McLaughlin, again, will play. I don't think it's a position, a goalkeeper, where you can switch and mm-hmm. swap around too much. Um, he's made the decision on, on the weekend to play him um, ahead of McGregor. I, I think he'll play again tonight. Again, I might be wrong. Yep. Tavernier, Golson, Lundstrom and Barisic. Same back four as, as Craig. And I've gone with Arfield after this goal. At the way, I think I think Scott Arfield, um, 
sometimes uh, should start a bit more because every time he comes on, he gets an important goal. Um, he's got loads and loads of experience, loads and loads of Premier League games under his belt, loves the club, loves playing, loves playing for that blue shirt. Um, Jack, Arfield, Jack and Kamara. And I've gone for a Welsh um, pair. I've gone for Rabi Matondo. I think he might uh, make his piece yeah, tonight on the left. Lawrence on the right and and uh, uh, Jolak through the mm. middle, so that's the way I've gone. But listen, it, it could be four or five different. That's the way it is, and we don't know. <laughs> no, exactly right. And like I said, no no inside knowledge. Yes, sure. that's that's mm. kind of what I've come up with. That's what John's no, come Rangers, up with, and Rangers, it'll probably be something different. Conduct nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't chase, mate. Great <laughs> <laughs> at the weekend. What did you think of Tillman? Everyone was speaking about him. He was part of the change then that Rangers improved. Got the two goals in two minutes. Yeah, look, made an impression. Obviously, um, that, that's positive. You come off the bench, and I think Giovanni spoke after the game how important the the subs are to impacting a game of football. It was needed, Paul. It was definitely needed. But again, I think Giovanni shows that he's brave enough to make changes at the right times. But Tillman, at 20 years of age, um, he looks as if he's got he's got quite a bit going for him. Looks a very very handy player. Changed a little bit, you know, personnel in the second half with with, with three players behind Antonio for getting more bodies in the box. And uh, you know, I think the the subs today, uh, you know, give the, the right energy at uh, at the right moments, which is uh, which helped us uh, in the second half in creating a lot of chances. Really happy with the with the win. John, he was happy with it, and you enjoyed the the changes worked, didn't they? The changes did work. Um, I thought Livingston were magnificent in the first half. I thought the they limited Rangers. To, uh, did Rangers have a shot on target in the first half? I'm, no, sure, no, I'm not sure I if I heard the yeah. commentators yeah. actually. Um, but also, Plenty I just think the boy, Joel yeah. Nubley, he, he was outstanding. How he was, good he was, was he? on a different level. He caused yeah. an awful lot of problems. But Rangers, again, you know, even going in at one down, just the character, the, the spirit that they have. Mm. And they know they can come back in games because they've done it so many times. Um, and it took a few changes. As I said, Arfield came on, gives them a lift, goes forward, almost scores with his first touch, a really nice glancing header. Uh, good ball come in. I think it was, it was Kent that put the ball in. Yeah. And then when, when if, if, if you're the opposition, like Davy Martindale must be thinking, please don't give anything, so don't gift Rangers an opportunity. They foul on the edge of the box and Tavernier, 20 yards mm. out. You fancy him. You fancy him all the time. Technically, he's so, so good. And he hits it with a bit of pace. It's not quite right in the top corner, but it's enough to beat the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper should have done better. I don't know. I think no. there's a lot of pace okay. on the ball. He's right in the yes. side netting as well. But again, Craig thinks the goalie yes. might have done better. But I think Tavernier, when he whips them, them free kicks yeah. in. And again, you talk about numbers. Yeah, yeah. You, you talk about numbers and positions an important sort of goals Tavernier's numbers are, are off the scale on his numbers right and again this is the thing and I, I don't I still don't feel as if Tavernier gets the respect that that he deserves from a lot of people and his numbers are still phenomenal yes still mm. I, again I, I go back a certain part in history in terms of my knowledge of Rangers I can't remember a fullback ever getting to those kind of numbers mm. No, Stuart yeah. Pierce in the nineties for Forest. Yeah, he was one of those that just bombed, gambled, gambled, got into the box, gambled. But Tavernier, technically, mm -hmm. 
you know, you'd always fancied him from yeah. from the penalty spot, really. Um, and more, yeah, and, yeah, but yeah. It's his delivery as yeah. well. It's, it's it's the it's the the goals that he makes. You know, it's it's his assists, not just his goals. Do you think something has changed though over getting to the Europa League final about the manager as well? I think some of them weren't so sure about GVB as the manager. Yeah. I, I th- do you not think so? that They, they were a bit... I listen, think... if Rangers had lost, well, they lost there. Yeah, and if yeah. they'd lost in the cup final, yeah. there were some who yeah. may not have been having it. And for Tavernier, when you go back a few seasons ago and the comments that he made, yeah. that the fans took a long time to... But I think they've now forgiven him. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they should have. Yeah, but you look at his performances yeah. and what and what he delivers for the team, uh, and I think that you know it's just been incredible. Um, you know, he's he's re-signed, I believe, or is in the re-signed another four years. So that'll take him up to. You know, he's talking 10, 11, 12 years at a football club. Very rare, yeah. very rare nowadays. And I think that that he deserves it. He deserves every success that it comes his way because it's not been easy for him. He's so tactically astute as well, isn't he? You look at last season's Europa League final. Aribo played as a centre forward for Rangers. Yep. You know, and all season he's been generally he played that a couple of times. He'd, he'd gone in there when there was a few injuries and he was almost like an emergency centre forward. But he trusted him to go and he got the goal. He got the goal, yep. which eventually Rangers, you know, they missed out on the penalties, which is toss for coin. Um, but to even play him then, to even think of playing a Rebo, you know, up top in that game. It's brave. He's brave. Very, very, he makes brave. he makes those changes. He's he's not got that fear, Giovanni, to to, to make a big call. Um, you know, even even Suter at, at half time and, and, well. and, and never and, see him lose his rag. He's yeah. very calm on the sideline and, and I think that's something that calm and influence spreads onto the players as well. Yeah. Here's the manager speaking about tonight's opposition, uh, Union SG. You know, I, of course, I've seen uh, Union also last year. As you said, fairy tale. I think amazing, amazing year promoting from uh, the, the the first league into the, the the main league, and then you know pushing for the title. It's like it's it's amazing story, and uh, I have a very uh, lot of respect for for the players, the coach. You can see a clear style of playing and. Uh, and I know in Europe, you know, the, um, the name Union will not sound really familiar for most people. But if you look the way they play, uh, it's I think they're, they deserve to be in Champions League contention to go into the group stage. So, And Craig, you've been doing yeah. your homework today about, about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, a great it's, story. It's, it's a fairy tale story, isn't it? They've Re- come, really they, is. They, they were promoted last season. They came up yep. and they led the league up until the playoffs at the end. Led it, led it the whole the whole season. Against yeah. Bruges, and, against Anderlecht. Yeah, well, they beat Anderlecht four mm. times last season, um, as we touched on earlier. Unfortunately, in that, that second last game of the season against Bruges, they, they, they were defeated. I think they went down to 10 men. Um, they then go and win their, their last game of the season, but uh, Bruges come out on, on top. But I just think it's an incredible story, you know. Forty years out of the top flight, the, the takeover, the, the rapid progress, they're massive on data. So in terms of their yeah. recruitment, mm-hmm. um, but they you know, searched for a club, didn't they? They, 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 they searched. Data. They searched for a club yeah. in terms of uh, a, a previous or a club that had foreign investment mm-hmm. before, so that they know that when they go in there that. It's, it's going to still be smooth and that's something that they didn't have to worry it's really really meticulous the way they went, went about their business and they, they didn't want a support that causes trouble you know, which can happen yeah, uh, yeah, in any country yeah. no, they really course. did their homework and they did their homework at Brighton and, and, and they're and, part of the success there and potentially some huge rewards because mm. you know we keep talking about for the Champions League the 30-35 million how important it is to, to our clubs 
you look at a club that's come from nowhere, uh, although it does have you know a great history in Belgian football. Are we talking about Queen's Park? Are we talking about <laughs> Union SG? <laughs> uh, and then they've got that same yeah. opportunity to, mm-hmm. to, to, to jump at 30, and Anderlecht, 35. Anderlecht, who are a massive club you know, in, in Belgium, uh, one of the most successful over the you know yep. yeah. in, in cups and and titles, and and they they went heavy in on Vincent Company. Yeah. From Man City, mm-hmm. you know, going back, going back to his, you know, his, his home, his country of birth, Belgium, um, and to think that Union SG beat, you know, uh, yeah. like four times, and now we see Vincent Company at yeah. Burnley, you know, having, having yeah. another go at it in the cha- mm-hmm. in the in the championship. The only thing that we Craig Bellamy alongside him as his number yeah, two, of course, yeah. your fellow Welshman. Only thing that yep. we've probably failed to mention is on on the back of that success, they lost their coach. Yeah. So it's mm. the assistant that, that stepped in, John. So that, that, right. that, that will be interesting. At least it's somebody yeah. that still knows, obviously, the philosophy and yes. what have you, but they've lost their, their head coach. That's maybe mm. a, a good call because they could have gone, well, they've lost their, you know, their manager, their, their, their coach. But instead of going out and go, going to get somebody out, you know, from Europe, yep. they've stuck from, well, they, they they've know. gone with, within, you know. Mm. Just before we go to the news, so in the next hour we'll have the Rangers team for you. We'll get some more from GVB. For Celtic fans, we'll get more from Ange Postacoglu. Um, Motherwell, of course, looking for a new manager. Yeah. Graham Alexander, we broke the news. It happened live on the programme. Who's going to be the new manager? Craig, what's your feeling? Well, Kevin Thompson's name um, is emerging. Stevie Hamill, of course, who's uh, in temporary charge. They won at the weekend. Yeah, well, you, I mean, you were at that game. Yeah, yeah. I went and watched the game. Um, it's a decent game of football. Um, People talking about Stephen Robinson, so I had to jump yeah, in. Well, there, well, yeah, there was a little bit, uh, I guess, and, and even hearing a little bit after, but I think Stephen Robinson has come out and kind of um, quashed all, 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 all those kind of discussions. Who um, would you appoint? If you were Jim McMahon and the board at uh, Motherwell, uh, who would you go for? I would, you know what? Uh, Australia, Australian theme now is hot. It's hot. Yeah. I'll, throw another, uh, yeah. I'll throw another Aussie coach in there. Sure, go on. Um, well, there's one. There's one that I've actually put forward to the club, so yes. no doubt this might come out in the media. But okay. uh, there's a boy, Wolfie Talley, uh, at Wellington, um, very good coach, done a fantastic job there. Um, he had a great playing career. Um, you know, he, he has the Australian market uh, tapped up because he's he's worked out there. He played also in the Turkish market. It gives you a, another uh, market that can work on. Uh, for me, uh, again, like I understand all the names, and some people will be disappointed because you got Kevin Thompson's a great name. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some really fantastic candidates mm-hmm. here, but I, I think sometimes there can be massive rewards when you go a little mm-hmm. bit left field. So that's Offie Talai. Offie Talai, Wellington. At Wellington. Coach, yeah. Okay, we'll talk more about that and about Rangers and Celtic and also the World Cup chief exec. We're also going to speak about the away ticket prices. There's a bit of a furore about it today. Prices like £33 for Hibs against Hearts this coming weekend. That's all coming after the news. Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go, go. 
Well, the draw was made today for the next round of the Champions League qualifiers. If Rangers go through against Union SG tonight and next Tuesday at Ibrox, they will face either Monaco or PSV Eindhoven. Tasty tie beckoning mm. if Rangers go through. We'll talk more about that in a moment or two. At Dundee United, they would play either Vicente or Riga if they get past AZ Alkmaar, which is a tough one for them this Thursday night. The, the, the home leg... Is yeah. on Thursday it's Tannadice isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. Thursday, it's a massive right? game yep. from being at home they need to, to get off to a good start in that game but AZ Alkmaar very very good side uh, it's going to be difficult for Dundee United to progress I think that's Craig Moore John Harson. Hearts have been drawn with either Linfield of Northern Ireland or FC Zurich in the Europa League playoff so it's not a bad draw for them no um again you know it's, uh, it's it's one of these games I think under the lights at Tynecastle. um very difficult team to beat the Hearts. I don't think they were great at, at the weekend, oh, the first yeah. half. But I think they turned it around in the second half and so much, much better. I got some good friends out in Edinburgh who are actually <laughs> Hearts supporters. Sorry to the hip supporters as well. But um, no, they came back from the game and uh, they weren't very happy with the first half performance. But again, you know, Barry Mackay on the score sheet. Um, but, you know, they they will be, they, they will go into that game against... Um, Against Linfield, oh, what was the other one? Did it say? Yeah, FC Zurich. So that, would be that might be a better game. That yeah. might be a better. Game. Mm. I think that might be a better game for him. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, because Linfield again, it's kind of local. It's, mm. That's that derby kind sure. of. For me, that that can be a tougher game. Mm-hmm. Well, Hearts would be big favourites against Linfield, wouldn't they? Of course, they would be. Of course, it would be. But look at look yep. at even Motherwell, Sligo. You know, I must that then to go through to the Europa League. Yeah, that's right. Into the game. Europa League. Great big, to have Hearts back in that, isn't it? Yeah. Motherwell sadly went out against Sligo Rovers. Bit of controversy today. The away ticket prices this week. So St Mirren Aberdeen's going to be £26. So Motherwell St Johnson, £25. Rangers Kilmarnock, £31. Uh, Ross County Celtic, £28. And Hebs Hearts, £33. It's, it's a lot of money, Craig, isn't it, for people paying you know every other week to go yeah. to the away ground yeah it is it is Paul and plus, espe- plus especially when travel. you look at you look at now travel so your petrol uh, prices uh, you know general food price everything's going up um, and I think there's a lot of people out there that are really kind of hurting financially mm-hmm. um, so this does probably seem a little bit on the rich side if I'm being honest you know, but you understand. Obviously, football clubs are still also trying to they're trying to run a business, and they've got expenses and all those kind of things. But can it be a little bit lower? I'm probably sure it could be. It's, it's, it is a really expensive day out now, and if you've got two yeah. or three kids, you know, you get a program. They all want something to eat at half time. You've already invested in the shirts and the kits for the kids as well at the start of the season. So, uh, no, it's uh, if you want to play, if you want to pay all these top players, and you know, you you want to. You know, give them big wages and, and their demands and agents fees and things like that. Sometimes it's it's the ticketing prices that have to go up, and then it's the it's the general supporter, the the public that want to go and support their team. They have to suffer. Do you think the players are aware of how tough it is for people? No, no, I don't know. I think they're all in the bubble. Really? Yeah, yeah. I do. I'm aware. Craig's aware because we're ex-players now, yeah. and we're we're outside the bubble. I think when you're in there, you turn up on the bus. You get spoilt, you know, you, the, the light bulb goes in your house and you fall up somebody from the club, can they come and fix the really? light bulb? Yeah. Mm. All that sort of stuff. It, it's all there for you. You can have as many tickets as you want. I, I struggle to get tickets now to get into any ground. Um, <laughs> you know, as a player, you can have basically what you want. All you have to do is make sure that you perform on a Saturday for that 90 minutes. For me, it was getting goals. It was 
behaving myself through the week, training properly, getting myself, you know, in the right mindset for the game. And uh, you, you too get lost in it all because even back when I signed for Arsenal at 19, you know, Arsenal at 19 years of age, West Ham playing in the Premier League, Wimbledon, 7.5 million at 21 years of age. Goodness, I, I'm like, yeah. well, I'm in a bubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, I th- if that happened to me now, Paul, at 47, mm-hmm. you know, then I'd be so much, I'd deal with things so much different that I'd be wiser and things like this, wiser to people, wiser to everything, wiser to my money, wiser oh, to... Oh, the money was coming in, John. Unbelievable. But I, yeah. I think footballers, now, I'm not sounding disrespectful, I'm not saying no. all of them, but I think a lot of players are in a bubble because yeah. their sole focus are winning for that football club. Craig, was that your experience? Uh, I think the bubble uh, that John speaks of is probably a really good way to, to explain uh, when you're, you're a professional footballer. Mm. Um, you've got to be quite um, ruthless and, and selfish to be a professional. Um, and, and that then with that bubble, um, you know, you, you block off a lot of the, the noise outside mm. and you maybe, uh, you know, you don't pay too much attention. So... And tough with the family sometimes as well because you need to get your rest. You no, know, of course, don't, yeah. Don't I mean, noise, absolutely. Kids running know, around. Players can be an yeah. absolute, absolute nightmare because again, it's about it's about them mm-hmm. and it's about them getting the best preparation that they need for for that game. So, no, it, it can be tough all around. I'm not saying that the players don't understand, but they're, they're kind of you, you, you protect yourself, I guess, from all that outside noise because you want to make sure that you're primed and ready to go every time you walk out onto that pitch for your football club. And also, Craig, the club don't want you worried about season tickets and what prices yeah. are. That's that's your no. That's not your responsibility. You have nothing. You know, you, you don't add anything to that. You know that that's that's the club's prerogative. That's their problems. They deal with that. All they want you to do is represent this football club and do the right thing. You know, be be um, what's it called? Not an ambassador. Be yep. be somebody that the young kids, the young supporters look up to and perform. A role on, model. A yep. role model and perform on on a weekend. I'll tell you, well, there's role models for women in football, isn't there? With uh, the, the Lionesses winning at the weekend, uh, the Euros against Germany. Uh, and I see, for example, uh, Rangers women's are going to be playing at Broadwood. Uh, in this coming season so you know yeah that's right uh, it was yeah so Craig we hope that really takes off in Scotland there have been strides in recent years Um, you know we did well a few years ago under Shirley Kerr Uh so the national team we want to see it do well and obviously Rangers are full time now Celtic Hibs uh, Glasgow City who've led the way until 2022 they have but we talked about it last night but it's great encouragement for young women young girls to play football well ever, ever since England have had the success it's it's been everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's been everywhere. You know, probably not great for the Scottish people to, to hear, but you know, in terms of women's women's football, yeah. Paul, it's. Um, you know, I speak about it a lot. It's it's going gangbusters and will continue to do so. You've obviously just had that tournament that's passed. It's going to encourage a lot of young girls to want to uh, follow their dreams in that particular sport. You've got the Women's World Cup next season or next year in in Australia as well. So it's it's growing. Right, Craig. Decision time now. Tell us, who do you think, Craig Moore, mm. who is going to win the title this year? You, you know the yeah. answer, Paul. Yeah. You know the answer you're going to get. Um, I'm going to go for Rangers. Oh, that, be oh, careful, no, Craig. No, be no, careful. No, you no. might get accused of being biased. Oh, no, being oh, you biased, might get no. accused of being bitter. You might get accused of being paranoid. No, be careful. Not no, in no, here. No, I'm not going to. Yeah. Not, not in here. They're, no, they're, it's certainly not no, in no, here. No, but no. One of two other quarters. For me, my, my, my choice is, is Rangers. Um, I believe that uh, the, the two squads, both Rangers and Celtic, I think are very, very close. You need a little bit of luck in terms of players you can get on the field throughout the season, suspensions, 
games, blah, blah, blah. But for me, there is a test for Rangers. Mm-hmm. The, the, if I do have any doubt, Paul, um, it's Rangers have shown over the last period of time that after a spell, after a break, and we've got another break again with the World Cup and what have you, yeah. haven't performed, haven't done what's been required um, coming back. So that is a concern. That is a concern for me. But do I feel as if it's going to be a, cl- a close title? Absolutely. Do I think the Rangers can win it? Absolutely. Who are the game changers then for Rangers that will see them? You think they're going to, is it going to be down to the four games against each other? No, nah, I, I mean, no. We, we, we say, I don't know. For me, there's, there's points that are dropped elsewhere. So you can't just say it's going to be yeah. the, the, the Rangers Celtic matches. Um, I think that. The, and look know, at Saturday. Sorry, they, they could have been, you know, could some. Have, could have exactly could right. have had two goals. There's some, there's some tough places to go yeah. to. You've got to be at it every single, every single game that you play Rangers or Celtic because people are trying to knock you off your perch mm. all the time. Um, and if, if you have a sloppy start Rangers had a sloppy start uh, Livingston done ever so well to hang on once that bubble burst you expected Rangers to go on and win but there's there's been other occasions John and you would have played in games where you just know you have this feeling that you keep pushing and pushing and pushing and it's not going to happen and that's when you drop points well, Calvin, the thing is yeah. as well what, what, what I would say Paul is you say who are the game changers mm-hmm. you know you can trust Kyogo you can trust Carter Vickers you can maybe trust Taylor, O'Reilly, McGregor. You know they—they are your big players. They're the ones who play all the week. You, you, you're full booner on the teams. Full booner. It's, 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 it's the other ones. It's the other ones. It's—it's yeah. it's one or two maybe that you're—you're you're thinking, can they step up? You know who's going to go alongside Carter Vickers, send an offer. Stephen Welch was excellent at the weekend, scored after three minutes. Mm. Um, by the way, it was good to good see Celtic score from a yeah. set piece. Yeah. Excellent. You know, yeah. he attacked the ball. O'Reilly with the, the Absolutely. Cross. Yeah. So you know you can depend on your big players. Mm. It's, it's the ones, Joe, it's the ones who come in when there's a little injury here mm. and there. It's these are the ones mm. that have to step up. Yeah, and can I also throw in one thing? Mm. Full Bruna. No, Full Bruna was a good <laughs> shout. Good shout. Um, there's a World Cup that to be played yeah. in mm. the in the the middle of the season, mm. you know. Mm. So you're, you're speaking about a Kyogo, mm. Maeda, uh, Hatati. Yep. These are players that are going to play for Japan, of course, in a World Cup. Yep. Um, so th- there's a there's a little bit more mm. that, that potentially throughout this season than than, than any normal season. Um, look, I, I think there's two. I think there's two great squads. It's nice to see all the other teams also strengthen, Paul, um, because it makes for a, a better competition. And of course, you're, uh, I was going to say your pal, but your uh, fellow countryman, Ange Postacoglu, he's still saying he wants another couple of signings before the end of the window. Yeah. And I th- I, Does that I, worry you? Is the Celtic squad sh- slightly stronger at the moment, Craig? In terms of the probably the players that yeah. I have fit and uh-huh. available, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't probably disagree with that, Paul. Uh, I think when you know Morelos for me is, is a big one. Yeah. He's a big one. Um, and Kent's missing tonight. Mm. Blah blah blah. But the I, I think that that Celtic at the moment are probably stronger in terms of physically available. Um, but I, I think that like I said, the season and the little bit of luck that you need in terms of look at Celtic last season when Kyogo was out. Jack and Marcus, who was quiet, all of a sudden goes boom. Now, if he didn't have that that period where he was come in and started scoring goals, then maybe he was under a little bit of pressure. Maybe Kyogo then becomes a bigger miss than he actually was. Yeah. So you need players to step up at the right time throughout a season as well. Mm. I, yeah. I think when you talk about Ange, maybe saying that maybe like two or three more Ange and his and his recruitment officer and his and his staff. They will be leaving the training ground and going straight to the the video room, and they will be getting now videos, requests, emails, telegrams, 
on from agents and other managers saying that this player is available. They will go through everything in terms of trying to maybe, maybe just can we get one more? Managers are never happy. They're, they're never really satisfied. They almost want two players for every position. So what Angel will be doing, somebody might just catch his eye and he might just go, Peter Lowell, can we do anything? Can we mix something around? Can we maybe offload someone just to bring yeah. maybe one or two more in? Yeah. These are these are the other side of the recruitment and the yeah, management, sure. if you like, that people don't quite see. To Michael Nicholson, don't know if Peter is chairman yeah. yet, but yeah. we can maybe talk about that later. Well, it was key. Great. It was key what John said at the end there, offload. I think before Celtic would go about any more business I, I think they would need to offload players so James McCarthy there's uh, you know there's chat we go he, back to that yeah. Peter Lowell sure. is still Yeti. still a big player at Celtic mm-hmm. don't, Julian, forget, don't forget mm-hmm. that you know Yeti Julian you've got McCarthy that's been mentioned you've got um, who else you got in there Mikey Johnson that probably yeah, yeah. is he going to sure. get the game time that he wants as a professional football player sometimes it's easier to bring players in than to move players out yeah. sure. people get comfortable but look at Yeti if, if you know, a Yeti's yeah. on I don't know I'm guessing yep. if he's on big money you're thinking him and his representatives are going I've got nothing against that no, sure. maybe I, yeah. I'm, I'm not speaking but he will probably never earn the amount of money that he's earned right. now over yeah. three or four year contract coming from your own the, club the, from West Ham do, do you know what I mean top dollar yep. it's like all of a sudden so you're trying to do a deal then you're trying to can we give him a little bit more of a signing on fee how can we how can we deal with the wages mm. can we have him overspread them over so many years these type of things so it's it's hard to move players out mm. when they get comfortable at a big club Christopher Be- Julian is yeah. it over for him at Celtic I this, just don't think Ange fancies yeah, him I just don't whatever, whatever and I think two things um, I don't think Ange fancies him um, I, I'm I'm not too sure whether he'll be forced to play him at some stage. If there's an injury, there's only a month to go in the transfer. If they if they can offload him before the end of the window, I think they will. They'll try and maximise what they can get for him. And another point is, over my dead body, Ange Postacoglu will not change from 4-3-3. No? Never. He's not going to adapt in Europe. It will not change. change. I'm loving how people are saying that now. Yeah. When, I, when I said it yeah. when he first come in, he's got to change. He's, I go, he will not change. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you, John. I agree with you. People he said he'll run out of steam, you know, by <laughs> well, when, when Craig, the leaves when, come down. When Craig, yeah. That, yeah. when Craig said that, I yeah. might have been on the show with him, uh-huh. I would have yeah. gone, well, he has to, Craig. He has mm-hmm. to sure. maybe look to, you know, when you're up against it, could he put a... Uh, two defence, uh, two two in front of the back four. What can he do? Does he does he go more stringent and tell the full backs to stay back rather than push them on so they become make an overload in the middle of the park like Ralston and Taylor do now? But then I thought to myself, in recent weeks, I've, you know, I've, yeah. I've made made a few inquiries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I know, I know yeah. the big fella. He ain't gonna change, <laughs> and he ain't gonna change. He ain't gonna. He ain't gonna bow under mm. pressure. That's one thing this man will never do. It's fascinating, isn't it? It's going to be some season. John, you mentioned there, Peter Lawwell. Of course, the chairman Ian Banker is going at the end of the year. So the first of January, there'll be a new chairman of the club. Do you think it's going to be Peter Lawwell? There's something in the papers at the weekend suggesting it would be. I mean, he had some record as uh, chief exec over those, uh, yeah, those many, many years. And he worked for many years with um, with Dermot Desmond as well, the, the current owner of the football club, the, the one, the major, major shareholder. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a relationship that brought Celtic an awful lot of success. Again, you'll have people coming on and saying, oh, I'm not, not too sure whether Peter, with, with the purse strings and things like that, whether he really goes out and, and pays big money for 
But Celtic are in the Champions League. The finances are there. You said earlier on in terms of what what Celtic have ended up, whether they're financially, you know, uh, in a good place now. So, um, I think Peter's got so much experience. He knows the club inside out. He knows how to do deals, and uh, and I think he's passionate about it. And I I believe possibly he may feel he jumped a little bit too early without really giving it an awful lot of thought because I know Dermot Desmond didn't want him to go um, and now he's got an opportunity to come back in. I think you may well see Peter return, you know, as chief executive or or probably yeah, chief executive. Because I mean, Michael Nicholson is right, seems to be doing, doing a good deals, job. Peter. Yeah, sure. He loves doing deals. Well, my, my listeners working properly there, yeah. but we're, we're talking about Peter Law, but is, is his son not coming uh, in yeah, as, indeed. A, as, yeah, as, as potentially the head of, sure. the head of yeah, recruitment as well? This there. is Peter, the, the chairman position there uh, with Ian Banker going later uh, in the year. It didn't end well, of course, that season when they were going for 10 in a row. It was COVID times. I remember the pro Test. Seems a while ago now, doesn't it, in some ways? And you mentioned about Rangers, which is how this section started, how you think who's going to win the title. That was just the start of 2021. Celtic went to Dubai, the rest was history. Wheels fell off. And Rangers actually did come back well for the first time in a yeah. 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 No, you're you're right. And because three or four seasons Rangers haven't come back. That was the one season where they did come back Hmm. and things didn't really happen for, for Celtic on their return from Dubai. 21 years ago today, John Hartson, you were signing for Celtic, but you're in great form today to be here in the Go Radio studio. Yeah, great. Yeah. It was a great moment and I love coming in. It's a good show, especially when I work with Craig. <laughs> 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 the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! it's Tuesday evening European football coming up in about an hour and 20 minutes Rangers in action in Belgium in Brussels Uh, the crowd have moved the stadium haven't they Craig to a bigger stadium because their own Union SG is tiny it's only only a tiny stadium that's probably I guess part of the the rebuild uh, process so that's a neutral venue then and a, a bigger opportunity for Rangers Paul I guess the table looks like this here in Scotland after the just one game on three points Celtic Hearts Rangers Hibs and Motherwell on one point Dundee United and Killy after that result down there at Kilmarnock welcome back to the big time and then with uh, no points after that first game Livingston Ross County St Johnson St Mirren and Aberdeen worrying time for some of the managers even this early John isn't it Graham Alexander has gone already mm. and when you look at the bottom uh, St Mirren were in a uh, start, hasn't gone well for them going out of the Premier Sports Cup St Johnson having a tough time as well and uh, Hibs although they got the win at the weekend uh, Lee Johnson's found it tough yeah, and it, listen, everybody wants to win, mm. don't they? It's, it's it's a winning business. You know, Martin O'Neill always used to say to us, I'm only three losses on the spin away from from certain <coughs> yeah. people in the crowd saying, well, you know. Crisis. Under pressure. Mm. You know, you, you, you've got to win. It, you, 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 that's, that's especially the bigger club that you're at. Um, but now it seems to be... You know, you lose two or three games and you go on a little bit of a balance spell. Your strikers might be having a nightmare. They might be at the post. The goalkeepers might be doing well against you. But still, you know, you're under pressure because chairman and chief execs and, and the financial side of football, they start worrying. We've ploughed this amount of money and we, we expected a better start. So straight away, you know, a lot of managers will be feeling not so much under pressure. I don't look at the table up until about 10 or 12 games. Yeah. I know I said earlier that that first game on September the 3rd 
will give us a little gauge in terms of where that's still a little bit early. I think there's yeah. only four or five games before that game actually mm-hmm. happens. Um, but I don't think it really starts taking shape. I think a new manager coming in, I think he needs a good half half to a full season just to get his team, you know, in some sort of shape and his philosophy and, and to put his own stamp on that particular team and club. Craig, with the World Cup coming November into December, this is going to be a season like no other. I wonder yeah. what the effect will be. Um, yes, uh, there'll be so many games between now and then, and then yep. that what four or five weeks break. Yeah, no, it's it's. it's it's interesting, Paul, because we don't know. We don't know what, what the, the effects are going to be on players. We don't know what the break is going to mean to potential players that are actually at that World Cup, the ones that have actually then had a, a proper break. Um, very, very interesting. You know, it, it's the first time it's been played at this time of the year, uh, which I think will throw a surprise winner at the World Cup as well. Let's hear a wee bit from the CEO of Qatar 2022, our colleague uh, Jim White from TalkSport. He was there just a few days ago. He flew out to Qatar and he spoke to the CEO, Nasser Al-Qatar. People need to recognise that Qatar is the safest country in the Middle East. That's number one. It is top 10 safest country in the world. So people need to consider this when they start making statements about their safety or worry about their safety. These numbers... Or, or, or this classification isn't out of nothing. It's out of the fact that Qatar values the safety of everybody in Qatar as their first priority. That's something that I need to state loud and clear. So fans have nothing to worry about. People of, you know, whatever race, gender, sexual orientation, nationality will feel safe when they come here and we welcome them to be here. Craig, good to hear that, that no matter the gender, the race, the sexual orientation, they'll be made welcome in Qatar. I think that's a must when you, when you host a World Cup. Um, you know, you, you want to attract from people from all different backgrounds from all over the world to come and enjoy uh, what should be a, an amazing spectacle. Um, so, you know, it's pleasing to hear. Look, Paul, I mean, we've got to be honest, there still will be some people that won't travel. Um, for, for their own personal reasons but I mean look I've played in a couple of World Cups you know and I've been in Brazil for a World Cup uh, South South Africa for a World Cup where I, I guess notoriously uh, dangerous kind of places mm-hmm. and every, everyone has been well behaved and, and enjoyed the, the spectacle um, and again sometimes John like in that bubble in, in the team environment you know the South African one unfortunately found out that we'd lost one of our security guards um, that was called away to an armed robbery wow. and lost yeah. his life uh, yeah. and again yeah. as a player we had oh, no idea sure. they, they, they can um, they are saying it's going to be um, very very safe I think it's, it's a huge challenge uh, it's really positive actually what the gentleman said there um, but it's going to be a huge challenge because what you have is in Doha Qatar the one country I know it's a big country mm. but you're going to have eight state of the art stadiums and you're going to have 32 teams that are going to compete. Yeah. So the people that won't make it safe are the idiot football fans who go and cause trouble. And I think we're going to hear about the alcohol and the drinking mm-hmm. and everything else. There's going to be certain areas where people can yeah. drink. Now, sometimes that can make it unsafe. That can make people, you know, um, not go, not travel. Um, and it's down to a lot of the supporters to go and embrace it and to behave that's what he's asking. Now, the Qatar people are generally looking forward to it. It's mm. a safe country in general. 
those numbers, he's not just come up with those numbers, oh, by the way. Of course. He'd have, looked at, he'd have looked at all the different countries and said, well, Qatar is the 10th, it's in the top 10 safest countries in the world. So it's down to the supporters to, to take it on board and behave themselves. And alcohol plays a huge course, role yeah. in people misbehaving it's the route to all evil. It is. Let's, we all, we all mm. like a drink, Paul. But at the end of the day, it's going to be down to the supporters to behave. The Rangers team in a moment or two. Let's hear a bit more from the CEO of the World Cup 2022. I mean, like any other country in the world, yes, um, Qatar, alcohol is available. However, Qatar being a conservative country, it's not as readily available as, let's say, London or Paris. Um, so it's available. We're creating certain destinations and zones for people to be you know, enjoying themselves, being able to have a drink if they don't want to be in a hotel setting. And look, it's going to be fine. All the beaches on, in all the hotels here, there's nice places where people hang out, swim, they can have a drink. Uh, and like I said, the fan zones that are going to be here, it's going to be something interesting and enjoyable for the fans. I can tell you that much. And we just wish we were there. Your fellow countrymen will be there, John Hartson, Craig Moore. Some of your friends will be there as well. More about that later. Thanks to Jim for that. Here's the Rangers lineup for tonight. The goalkeeper, John McLaughlin. Tavernier, Goldson, Sands and Barisic. Lundstrom, Kamara, Jack. Thielman and Matondo are in. And Cholak through the middle. I'm sorry about my yeah. uh, my 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 team there. I think I'm only yeah. two out. Of the <laughs> Craig's about seven out. I no, think. I, I don't think I'm seven. Uh, yeah, no. but again, you say well, that I've I got nailed, an inside I nailed, line. I nailed Matondo. I nailed Jack. I nailed Lundstrom. Uh, I never got Sands. I nailed McLaughlin. Um, but listen, it could have gone any other way. Right. I ask, you know me, why? ask me next week, Paul. I'll give yeah. you a different. Paul, I'll you give know you a different why? team. It's because he's got such a huge interest in Rangers. That's why. That's why he nailed. That's why he <laughs> yeah. nailed those those decisions. I think I swung you on Ryan Jack. He got arrested. I think on the artificial surface at Livingston. I, um, certain to, to to come back in. I felt tonight on the bench: McGregor and mm. McCrory, yep. Red Van, yep. Davies, King. Yes. Devine, Davis, yeah. Lawrence, Arfield, scorer mm. at the weekend, right and fashion, Sakala. So Rangers again, McLaughlin, Tavernier, Goldson, Sands and Barisic, Lindstrom, Kamara and Jack, Tillman and Matondo and Cholak. Craig Moore, what do you make of that lineup? What I make of that lineup is a, it's a, a it's an exciting one. Uh, you know, you look at Tillman and Matondo, good pace. Um, you look at good stability in, in the middle of the park, uh, and I think it's safe, uh, if I'm being honest, in terms of Jack, Kamara and, and Lundstrom. Um, or Lundstrom could play as a centre-half, mm. sorry, and Sands in the middle of the park. So there, there is a little bit of flexibility there. But again, away from home, I think it's important that you're able to to have a presence in the in the box, which Cholak will give you, uh, and to have the trickery and the and the speed in the in the wide areas. Tillman and Matondo give you that, so no no issue whatsoever. Uh, Giovanni's choice starting eleven. Look forward to them performing, and they can get the result. Do you think they yeah, will? Uh, look, I think it's going to be a really tough match. Mm. I mean, the, the whole idea of this match is is to to make sure that you can come back to Glasgow game still on. And a win, even a draw would be... Draw, draw, yeah. for, draw for me is not sure. a horrible result. No, sure, for next Tuesday night. You'll be there next Tuesday. John, what do you make of the lineup? So we now know, Is it? does that tell us now John McLaughlin is the number one for this season? No, I think I made the point. I think Alan McGregor will play lots of games this season. Um, uh, but it's not a position, a goalkeeper, where you can chop and change too often. Keepers yeah. need to stay sharp. Mm. Um 
and, and the defence need to know who they're working with don't well, they well yeah and I, I think Alan McGregor's a, a, a top class keeper and he's still got an awful lot to offer it's just it's just a manager I think McGregor will play um, you know there's there's cup matches and things like this yeah. uh, also but I think Lundstrom I think Rangers have, have, have put him in a position in previous years where he, he sits in front of the back four in between uh, other times it'll have been Balogun, Goldson, but obviously tonight I think it'll be Sands, Goldson. And then yeah. if Rangers come under a bit of pressure, or you know they, they need to just sort of shore up that that back three, Lundstrom can just go in the middle of the of of Sands and and Goldson, and just play like that quarterback yeah. if you like, mm-hmm. just sweep up, intercept, get it, give it to Jack, Jack on the half turn, and then you're looking to play in Matondo. And um, you know, and and Tillman in particular. So that's the way they'll play. They they did it very effectively last season, using that four with Lundstrom. When he can, he'll break forward. When when he's got space to run into. But in general, he will look to, as I said, strengthen that. You know, get, go to a back three rather than a flat back four. If you like, at times. Yeah, it's interesting to know exactly what that cue is because it is like a, a hybrid kind of position that Lundstrom played. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes he comes back and and helps build up a, a, as a three, and then other times he, you know, he's, he's further further in the middle of the park, obviously to make sure that they're not outnumbered. Uh, both Lundstrom and Sands have the ability to to play that kind of role because yeah. they can both play that midfielder position or the centre half. So it's a good dynamic to have. Very good, and it worked last season, and it, more so in Europe, didn't it? Um, and uh, you know they're, they're very accustomed to, to playing that system with Lundstrom in, in that uh, in that role in front of the back four. Vanzier versus Sands. Let's see who's uh, lining up against each other. So the striker that they had last season has gone. He went during the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they reckon that Sands. Have you been impressed? Sands wasn't really in the equation a couple of weeks ago, but of course with John Suter yeah. at home, yeah. Ben Davies not yet yet ready. Mm-hmm. But he has partnered up well before, hasn't he, with uh, Connor Goldson? He has. Uh, you know, for me, um, Sands had a a season where, which was all about just settling in. I mm-hmm. think last season, you know, he. He didn't set the world alight. Um, he was steady. Um, you know, maybe maybe we were all expecting a little bit too much too soon from him. Um, but I think it was very much a settling season for for Sands. You know, I do expect him to to grow this season and and the experiences that he had. Um, like I says, I expect him to be better this season, and he needs to be because you want to be a starting eleven player. So how do I do more to get into that starting eleven? Um, it's interesting to see how Sands can do. How impressed were you by Giovanni van Bronckhurst, the way he adapted? And he changed things when he had to, especially in Europe. For me, that's where, uh, that's a strength of, of Giovanni. Um, and that's where he's very, very different to Ange Postacoglu. You know, Ange will, will maybe make changes in a match, uh, but not change the way that he plays. Whereas, Never. whereas yeah. Giovanni will make changes and tactical changes in terms of the way that, that he plays. Uh, he'll change a formation. And so again, there's kind of there's no right or wrong. That's two different yeah, coaches, yeah. Um, with their their own philosophy and methods. But Giovanni is brave to make big calls, Paul. And and majority of the time, I've got to say, he's got them right so far at the football club. John, would you agree? Well, I think we praised um, Rangers last season. You know, right up until right up until the Europa League final mm-hmm. and in the Europa League final, and every other week we come on on year and and they beat in Dortmund four 0 mm-hmm. Tactically, you've got to be right. You've got to set up absolutely perfect. You know, to beat these brilliant European teams, um, 
other teams that they played Braga uh, difficult away games uh, to go to uh, and every single week we're coming on and we're saying by the way because I can't say it wasn't a shock because some of the results were a shock but sometimes that's down to these little adjustments that the manager is making playing players where he didn't quite think I talked about a rebo playing him centre forward in the final yeah. scores the goal you know these these type of things so I think we've We've waxed lyrical over Giovanni Van Broncos. We know he's tactically very, very astute. You think Rangers will be going through, John, over the, the two legs? I think it suits Rangers to play um, away. Away. Uh, away in the first leg. But what they've got to do, um, they've got to stay in the game. They've got to stay in the game. You've said they've changed the ground tonight, Paul. Um, uh, Union, SG. Yeah. Uh, so for me, they've got to stay in the game early on, you know, because they don't want to be chasing the game, taking risks. Um, so if they can stay in there, uh, I know there's no away goals now, the away goals rule, they, they don't count anymore. Um, and not give themselves too much to do next Tuesday when they take uh, this team back to Ibrox. If they can come away with a 1-1, even a 1-0 defeat at times last season was a good result for them. They were always very confident of turning that result around, which they did. Mm. Um, you can't keep going back to the well, by the way. Mm. You can't keep relying on getting beat. you know. But I do think, stay in the game tonight, and I, I fancy them strongly next week, um, next Tuesday night to go through. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Paul Cooney with Craig Moore, John Hartson on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. We're here again tomorrow night. Peter Grant and Barry Ferguson will be with us. We're on Thursday and Friday as well. Rangers in action tonight, as we know, against Union SG of Belgium. They start with McLaughlin, Tavernier, Goldson, Sands and Barisic, Lundstrom, Kamara and Jack. Cholak up front, he's got Tillman and Matondo, real speed uh, alongside him, supplying there. On the bench, Alan McGregor, McCrory, Ridvan, one of the newcomers, Davies, another newcomer from Liverpool, 4 million, King, Devine and Davis, Lawrence, of course, uh, John Hartson was talking about him, Craig, you like him as well, mm. uh, Arfield, scorer at the weekend, along with Tavernier, Wright and Fashion, Sakala. More about that in a moment or two. Um, Craig, you're going for Rangers for the title. John, you're going for Celtic. It's going to be some season. Who is going to win in England? Craig, who do you think is going to win it? See, Liverpool won the Community Shield. Does yeah. that tell us anything against Man City? Well, I'll tell you what, I like I like the look of this Darwin Nunes. Um, I really do. I mean, I, do I see it coming outside of Liverpool or Man City? Probably not. I, I think Liverpool can win the title this season. I think that Tottenham and Man United uh, plus Newcastle will be huge improvers. Huge improvers. Yeah. Newcastle top six. Is that what you're saying? I, I think they'll be there, thereabouts, yeah. John, what do you think? I think Man City again. I think um, Haaland, um, I thought his movement at the weekend, yeah, people could say he missed a couple of massive opportunities in the game. Um, to make the to make the game a little bit more respectable, I thought actually Liverpool were better on the day, but Haaland, I never minded missing chances. Paul, I think when you're not getting yeah. opportunities, that's when you got to think about: Am I making the right runs? Am I getting myself in available for for wingers to pick me out or to cross balls into me? I thought he did excellent in the game. The only downside to it was he he, he fluffed a few chances, yeah. but he will score, I believe, a bundle of goals in that team. With the likes of De Bruyne, 
and 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 Mares and these other Grealish, Grealish, yeah. Grealish mm-hmm. steps up. I think Grealish. What a speculation about Grealish. So maybe it was just yeah. paper talk about it, you know, uh, not performing. Craig, I think when Grealish, when Grealish was that man, said he was the main man, wasn't he? He was the goal was, was, wasn't he? Yeah. Go, go sure. get on the ball, yep. Jack, yep. and make things happen yep. for us. And he was playing with a swagger. He was playing with a lot more confidence. Yeah. Mm. He, he looks as if he, he feels a little bit. Do I belong here? And that can happen, John, is can't he, it? You know, yeah. do I, am I as good yeah. as De Bruyne? Am mm. I as good as Mares? Am I as good as you know Gilberto Silva sure. and these mm. and these type of guys and Rodri and these? He just looks a little bit, mm. you know, low in confidence. If for, for such a confident boy, um, so but he, he surely needs to improve his performances because he haven't hit the form that he was like at Villa at City. Sure, mentioning Villa, John McGinn, Scotland captain. player, is the captain. Yeah, good yeah. move for him and uh, brave by Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> in respect of taking. Yeah, you know, I mean, look, you know, we we continue. I, I look at you know John's performances for the Scottish national team and uh, and and the way he conducts himself and his energy, um, and he's he, he's always dangerous. Like I says, he's he's always a seven 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 and a half out of ten. You know, he's yeah. just so consistent. He um, for me, you know, he's. He's aggressive enough. Um, he's got a great attitude. He's got goals. He's got important goals in his locker as well. Um, so it's a big job. Um, yeah. And be interesting to see whether or not now with the with the armband, whether he can then <laughs> develop. Uh, we look at Callum McGregor, for example, given the armband at Celtic, and everyone's talking about the improvement to, to his uh, game and he's his maturity yep. and all that sort of stuff. Is the same on the cards for John McGinn? Yeah, well, John, you know, I think the captain of Premier League side would be a, a big honour for him, you know, and uh, you know to take it off. Um, is it Mings? It is, that, yeah. yeah, to, to yep. take it off Mings, and that's a big call because Mings is going to play more this week. Your big centre half to give it to a midfielder, but John's obviously, you know, done well. He's earned his stripes, um, and I like John. And, and I'm going to say something now as well. Paul. I'm not too sure how true it is. But I think Celtic could have signed John McGinn. The word is for four million, four point five million. That's what I'm I'm hearing yeah. back before he went down to Villa. Yeah. But I don't know what the situation was. But Celtic could have had him a, a very, a very steal. good price. Yeah, it was a steal. People no, thought he was know, coming. No, I don't know. I don't know how true yeah. it is. I don't know whether they. I think you're. Con- I think you're right. I, I yeah. don't think there was any. I don't know about no. bids. I, I'm not contrary yeah. to what exactly was, mm-hmm. but. The saying goes, Celtic yep. had coughed up that little bit more. Sure. You know, because I think he's a Celtic fan as well. Oh, sure, it is. I mean, the family, the, the family are, of course. Yep. And his grandfather was uh, uh, so, chairman of Celtic. Sometimes, Paul, you just miss yeah, out on one or two. Yeah, you can't sure. get everything right, mm, you know? No, no. that's uh, one that got away from Celtic. Uh, Craig, who's coming up from the Championship? Who's it going to be at the end of this season? Mm, interesting one. Um, I was looking at Inverness didn't get off to a winning style did no they, they drew with uh, Queen's Park uh, Partick Thistle got off to a great start they were three up against Dundee and of course a bit of needle between those two because yeah. Partick Thistle being put down for the championship remember yeah, in that yeah, Covid I do, year I do yeah, yeah no, but look I, I, it's the championship's always a tough one to call yeah. it, it really is you know there's so many good teams mm. in there um, you know Partick Thistle again I'm kind of remember them as a premiership side you know, yeah, not that long ago, in, in sure. my time yeah. as well so a lot of clubs with with with, with uh, lofty ambitions will be desperate to get back into the Premiership, mm. and I just see it being highly competitive. And we talk about the top flight going to the wire. Mm. Championship's going to go right to the wire, no doubt about that. If you had to put, would you say is it Dundee? You reckon Partick Thistle, Queens Park? 
Um, and Dundee, they, they, they had a poor start, didn't they, last week? Dundee. Yeah, yeah, they had to fight back together with 3 2. They lost to Gary Boland. Yeah. Gary Boland. I was actually speaking to the chairman up at Glen Eagles on, on the weekend there. Um, big gentleman called John. Were you up there something. again at the weekend when you're playing? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, I get a feeling yeah. Good, up good there, life. Paul, yeah. So, John, who, who's your bet? Who's going to come up? Who's going to come yeah, up? Automatically. Who do you think? I think it'll be Inverness. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. I do. Yeah. I think Inverness, strong club. Okay. Um, just missed out last season, didn't they, on the playoffs? Yeah, they did. Yeah, um, they fell away. So at the I, end. I, I yeah. think they'll be there or thereabouts this okay. year. Look, at, I'm just looking at it, Paul. You look at it. Wraith Rovers, Dundee, our both who were unbelievable last season. Um, you know, who's to say that Cove Rangers can't continue the good work that they've done? Mm. It's just so so competitive. Inverness, Dodsey had a great start last season. Yep. Great start last season. Um, and you're right, John, they're a strong club. They should be in amongst John, it. But John Robertson's up there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the best of the rest. Out, yeah. yeah. So Queen's, Queen's Park have got to be right. I mean, yeah. I know their, their progression has been mm-hmm. uh, rapid. Um, and if they were to, to go, they'd maybe a little bit quicker than what they anticipated. But, they, you know, they're the last couple, promotion, promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the top... Back to the Premiership, you reckon it's either going to be Celtic or Rangers and your case yep. Rangers, then yep. Celtic. Hearts third, can anyone challenge them? What about Aberdeen? Is the feeling that Jim Goodwin mm. got almost an entirely new team? Craig, what do you think, first of all? Who's third? I would agree that Hearts are third. Hearts are going to be third again. Yeah, John? But, but I think, I think sorry, yeah. I think in terms of, you, you mentioned Aberdeen, I think the challenger, that, that third, fourth position, I think will be mm. Dundee United. You reckon? Yeah. yeah, Jack Ross, Stephen Fletcher in there. Can you get the goals out of Tony Watt? Uh, John, what do you think? Who's going to come third? Hearts. I think Hearts. Yep. I think they're the stronger out of the, the rest of the pack mm. other than Celtic Rangers. Um, and then I think uh, I think Dundee United, Jack Ross, probably felt he might have gotten seen the game out at the weekend. Kilmarnock equaler, they're a man mm-hmm. sent off, didn't they? Yep. Dundee United. Uh, John, was it a Hawks, wasn't it? The boy yes, Hawks. Uh, yeah, the American, yeah. Yep. Saw that. Um, Dylan so, Levitt got his goal. That's been a good signing, isn't he? Strike, yeah. got a great mm-hmm. goal against Celtic at the back and last game of the uh, season. Last yeah. year, what a strike that was yep, at Yeah. The night Celtic clinched the title. Um, so then I think. Lee Johnson at Hibs can he can he turn things around at Hibs um, and they should be up there challenging shouldn't they they Jim should Good, Jim yeah. Godwin the Aberdeen have got mm. to improve yeah. you look at last season with Stephen Glass and Scott Brown and everything else and there was big aspirations for Aberdeen yep. doing really well um, so again a huge club Aberdeen um, so for me I think it'll be Hearts Hibs Dundee United um, who's going down John I hate to ask you this one because oh, it's a negative down. but who do we think we know they can take well we don't know for if sure if you want to alienate yeah. yourself now um, against a manager <laughs> in the Scottish do oh. it now mm-hmm. if you want to completely alienate yourself and uh, and everybody on the training and all I the know, players sure. of that yeah. club talk about you tomorrow yeah. and call mm-hmm. you what you are this that you don't know this you don't know that say it now who's going to go down Listen, I, I, so, hang on so you <laughs> Just given that speech, and then you, you're gonna get you're gonna give us a team. But, but you know what? I'm not saying it's such a tough one. To it is. It's, it's tough to call because I, they I, pin I, it up on the wall. I know. I didn't ever I, love I, that I, one. But, but you. They can use that for motivation. Down, they can use that for motivation Come for their on, season man. to try and Come stay on, up. Mauro, who's going down? Hang on, St Johnston. Are you? Do you think it's just? It was a terrific team, you know, two seasons think, ago. And, and again, yeah. I, I just think you're right. I mean, uh, the success that they had, the double cup success, it, it, it's hard for a club like St. Johnson to keep a hold of their players. Last season, they felt that. We're another season in now. Um, 
I, I think it's a really, really tough job for Calm Davidson. I'm, I'm happy to put this lot this long yeah, neck on the yeah, line, John. Yeah, yeah. No problem. I, 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 I think St. Johnson, maybe St. Johnson, maybe. Wow, there you yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. And Callum Davidson, he must have been gutted. Mate, I, 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 yeah. And again, I don't really know Callum Davidson, and he's done a wonderful job. Mm. It's, it's not a personal thing. I just think it's, it's really, really tough for him there. I think he moment. needs a, a better season than last season. He'd be looking for, wouldn't he, Callum Davidson? Because after a remarkably winning the two cups. You know, and and then obviously last season they probably felt, look, we know he's got great talent, we stick with him. But Callum himself would come on and say he needs a much better season this season than what they had last year. Well, we've just had one day of the new season in the Premiership, Celtic after that 2-0 win. Here's the manager's reaction. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, I thought we started the game really well. The uh, first sort of half hour, we were you know, really in control and aggressive. Uh, yeah, I thought we got a bit slack towards the end of the first half. And yeah, we, our passing got a bit lax and, and we weren't sort of as aggressive in, in our press. And then uh, I thought second half, how we addressed that. Yeah, overall, a decent performance. thought we were wasteful in front of goal. Or we could have been a bit more clinical. You know, you can be patient, but you know, if the chances are there, you take them as well. You know, and, and then the game changes. So, and I thought they were good chances, and I said I thought we were a bit wasteful at times with our decision making in front of goal. And um, you know, it's an area. Obviously, we know we score goals. We got goal scorers, you know, right throughout the team. But I just felt today we just lacked a little bit of, you know, decisiveness in front of the goal. John Harson, job done though. Two job goal done. victory. Yeah, clean sheet. Um, fans going away very happy and feeling of the flag. A win is very, very important. They won against a. You know, I guess an Aberdeen team that have gone to Celtic Park, they are first game as well. They'd have had a good pre-season. Jim Goodwin would have got them up for the game. But Celtic, it could have been four or five. And said there, they just lacked a little bit of decisiveness. That's the word. Just that final ball, that cutting edge. And he's looking, he's not looking to scrap home and win 1-0. He's not, he's satisfied, but he's not going home thinking... You know, that's it for me. He, he still wants, wants better. He, he always wants better. more. He wants yep. four. He wants five. And, and that's the demands he puts on the players. Aaron Postecoglou. Rangers kicked off their uh, challenge to yep. win back the title at Livingston at lunchtime. Uh, a two-one win. Oh, in the end, uh, of course, really happy with uh, with the points. The start of the game wasn't uh, wasn't good from our side. You know, we didn't look sharp with the goal against us, so that um, you know took us out of the game. We didn't play our normal game the first half, especially when we. We had the ball, not taking the right position, not attacking the right zones in the right moments. And um, second half, we did much better and uh, created a lot of chances to score. Uh, in the end, happy with the, with the two goals we scored because it means we have uh, three final points um, first game of the season. Good to get it out of the way on the artificial start. Yeah, sloppy, surface, sloppy yeah. start. Paul mm. conceded route one goal, um, which wasn't good enough. Um, but pleasing thing for Giovanni and his team was what they found the, the character to be able to not only uh, get the equaliser but get that winning goal important three points and a, and, a, and a really good win on the back of Livingston is a problem for most teams yeah. you know at, at the, on their at the, on their pitch because the players are brilliant on it yeah. so that's a game that nobody likes to go and uh, so Rangers have, have, have um, negotiated a win on, on a tricky surface What about tonight John in our words uh, Rangers what's the scoreline for you? What do you think? Craig I think Rangers would be delighted to take a draw mm, and then take yeah. them back to Ibrox next week as Craig has already alluded to several times on the show tonight yep. this is going to be a hard game you know this Belgium team second last season to, to Club Bruges in yep. the Belgium League they're a good outfit so I'd say I'd say Rangers would be delighted with the draw. Craig Moore, what do you reckon tonight? Score draw 1-1. One, one. 
1-1. I'll keep it short and sharp. I think that it's a tough game. I think if Rangers can get back to Ibrox with a draw, I think it's a fantastic result tonight. It's been a quick two hours. Thanks very much, Craig. You'll come back next week. John, as well. Thanks, Paul. Brown. Tomorrow night, it's Peter Grant, Barry Ferguson and myself. After the news, it's Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One 500 pound voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.